0: Hey there, Field Trip, it's Brent. A big thanks to everybody who's already joined me over on Patreon.com slash BrentComedy. Five bucks a month gets you early access to all the Field Trip episodes, including the Alex Jones episode, the one about Elon Musk, there's the QAnon episode, a whole episode devoted to method actors, and another one called Rumors from High School, and much, much more. And by much more, I mean two more, because in total, there's seven episodes that are only right now on Patreon. Also a Patreon-only episode with Corey Ryan Forrester from the Well-Read Comedy Tour, where we cover some weird news stories, including Robert De Niro's house gets robbed, a man in his 70s shoved a World War One explosive uh, somewhere. You could probably guess where. And also to clarify, the man in his 70s and Robert De Niro are two separate people. Also, if you want more Robert De Niro, he's all over that Method Actors episode. You're never going to guess what he did to prepare for his role in Taxi Driver. And no, it wasn't shove a bomb up his ass. Patreon.com slash Brent Comedy. Now let's hear a special intro created specifically for this podcast by today's guest, Patrick Murray.
1: It's the Field Trip Podcast with Brent.
0: Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Uh, On this episode, uh, it's going to be phrased something like the craziest things that happened at concerts. Speaking of concerts and my guests, you heard the new intro music for the Field Trip Podcast. That's our guest. He made that for me unsolicited. He said, hey, (laughs) I'm doing your show. I sent you an intro. Uh, So my guest today is Patrick Murray. Pat, how you doing, man?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Good, man.
0: Thanks for that intro, because uh, usually I know most people won't know this, but the intro here on the field trip is just an instrumental song, but it's it's the Friday the 13th part three theme, which is Friday, but it's a disco version. So if you've ever wondered, <laughs> that's what that's from. I did uh, not know that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's asked for it. Nobody wants it, but that's what I chose. Uh, but maybe for not much longer because you sent that intro
1: yeah and i mean you don't have to use it for every episode but feel free you know yeah, i man. uh
0: it could be the outro could be the intro we'll see
1: i uh i've been doing that for just about every podcast i'm on i'll just here you go i made you guys an intro it's just my gift to you <laughs> well thank
0: you man yeah. um that this this as i mentioned this topic we're talking about the craziest things that happen at concerts and i know you're a big concert guy so before we get into this uh also, I do want to plug. Uh, you have a, an album out called "Fistful Drink Tickets." That's on yep. streaming platforms. Anything All else you want to plug?
1: Uh, you know, not particularly. I got yeah. some stuff I'm working on now, but I uh, don't have any like release dates because uh, if you set release dates, then you actually have to work hard. I know, man. It's that's the bitches. <laughs> oh, I got. I gotta. To, I told people I gotta do
0: this, so now I gotta do it. Um, but you're. I know when you and I talk, we always kind of it comes around to music. So I can tell you what artist I'm into. Uh, Cause I do like when people talk about music, I like to know their preferences. So if if you're not familiar with my music preferences, I like uh, Metallica is my favorite. I like Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, uh, Coheed and Cambria. That's one that people don't know a lot about, or that if, if you know a lot about it, you know, but a lot of people haven't heard of them. Uh, Chevelle. I like Neil Young, uh, Daft Punk, all that. That's kind of my, you know, end of the year Spotify playlist or Apple Music playlist. So w- w- what would you say you're into, Patrick?
1: Uh, I love all of those bands, especially mm-hmm. Metallica. I know both you and I have shouted at each other, ain't been shit since Cliff died. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, that,
0: that's the, uh, the like Metallica fans. will, you know, they're the basis of Metallica died. Was it after the third album and between the third and the fourth album? Yeah, I think he,
1: he had written a lot of justice, but he died. And so then they were like, Well, we'll get Jason Newstead and then just like for no reason really. Not even Yeah. So they, they
0: bring in Jason Newstead, the new bassist, but like anytime you go into a comment section, there's always some Metallica fan that is that'll be like, man, Metallica ain't been shit since Cliff died, which is so you can pinpoint when they stopped liking the band was after the first three albums. But I just I just love saying that because you, you can't go on to any message board or anything without somebody saying that.
1: My uh, favorite thing to say to Metallica fans is that my favorite uh, Megadeth album is "Kill 'Em All." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that and that's uh, when you are you messing with somebody's fandom. It's really easy to get under people's skin.
1: Well, and it's a it's a deep cut trivia because uh, Dave Mustaine was the original guitar player for Metallica and wrote a lot of the songs on Kill em All before they were just like, you're too drunk to be in Metallica, yeah. which is astounding.
0: Yeah, some, somebody <laughs> has said it before, but you're too drunk to be in the band that's nicknamed Alcoholica. So, <laughs> so what besides Metallica, what other kind of music do you like?
1: Uh, right now, I've been listening to a lot of uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard
0: Wizard. I have two of their uh, albums, but they tend to they all over genre wise. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like every album of theirs is a different genre and they tackle it real well. Uh They made a thrash metal album uh called Infest the Rats Nest. That's one you'd probably love. I need to check that out. Yeah. It's bananas. Uh but So that's just... King
0: Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Just yes. uh, people heard it, but they were like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those uh, bands where I was turned off initially just by the name of the band. Yeah. I was just like, this sounds like Neutral Milk Hotel or like <laughs> other fucking like just my morning coffee. jacket. Yeah. Just like echoey coffee shop music. Like. Yeah. Then I listened to them and I'm like, oh, no, these guys are insane people.
0: That I like the music that I've heard. And, and I did buy some of their out two albums, I think, because they were on a discount. Uh, Hell which yeah. that's, I'm a big if, if it's on a discount and I kind of like you, I'm buying it. Uh, but they do have the song Rattlesnake, that's one of my favorites.
1: Yep, it uh, is a fantastic song.
0: You like them? Who else do you like?
1: Uh, Frank Zappa is always up there. Mm-hmm. He's he, uh, my actually my Spotify year in review was uh, King Gizzard was number one, then Opeth was number two, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a progressive death metal band uh from sweden and then frank zappa was number three and uh i think it was like fish and grateful dead were four and five you know okay whatever. jam bands
0: yeah well you you're you're no stranger to wearing a, a tie-dye shirt That's
1: i don't what you... think i don't think i own any shirts that are not tie-dyed except like the one that goes with my suit that i wear to weddings and funerals and i'm i'm pretty sure that's going to change i w- i really want you to just have a tie-dye suit
0: but you'll then you'll I, be at a funeral but like you're respectful but still patrick murray <laughs> yeah i
1: i i could get a reverse tie-dye suit for funerals which is where they uh bleach like black and you know what oh I mean? yeah <laughs> i like that yeah well
0: that so that's kind of the music that pat and i are into and we're going to talk about some of those not some of the bands we mentioned but genres and then we're going to talk about some that uh that we we didn't mention at all and and I'm aware that when i say the craziest things that happened at concerts maybe if you're a big music fan you're going to be expecting dimebag daryl getting shot at a concert you're going to expect the great white fire uh thing that happened i'm not talking about that stuff cuz that's it's it, we, people have already talked about it but i'm also not trying to delve into true crime or be like wasn't this crazy when this guy died like, that's not what I'm into. uh. So Mitchell, I do have some Mitchell Potts stuff. is
1: pretty sad about Dimebag Daryl's death.
0: Yeah, Mitchell Potts, fellow comedian. He, uh, yeah, I, he was... I'm I'm sure a lot of people were upset about Dimebag Daryl's death. Like, and again, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk, Patrick, about Ozzy Osbourne. That's my first one that I, that I have on here. Can you imagine what we're going to talk about with Ozzy and what happened oh, in a concert?
1: There are so many things. I you can mention the bat
0: yeah well we're gonna talk about the bat that's what i picked but go okay. ahead with what, else, what well, else you have
1: i find it interesting now that uh you have you ever seen a black sabbath or ozzy concert like in the last decade
0: i went to their last tour and then I, I haven't seen ozzy by himself but i've watched like youtube concerts and stuff but go ahead
1: do so you ever notice when he throws a bucket of water on himself no okay, well, there's a lot of times during a concert where he'll just dump a bucket of water on himself, and rumor has it it's because he is at that moment pissing himself. Uh, yeah,
0: when you said that, that kind, I was like, I bet he's pissing himself. Oh, but yeah. Uh, can't you get, like, a two-minute instrumental to go piss? Like...
1: Yeah, but I mean, that dude can barely walk.
0: <laughs> that's true. It is weird how Ozzy will... Sh- like he's a, He shuffles to the mic... And when he speaks his normal voice, I'm like, I don't know what this dude's saying,
1: but when he sings perfect,
0: it's perfect. I don't know what it is about Ozzy where it's like, (laughs) and it's like, it's not like an, a a British or English type thing. There are people that are like, or Irish or something with those thick accents. And I'm like, I have no idea what this guy's saying, but then they, they sing and I'm like, how is it? I can't understand when you're (laughs) speaking, but when you sing, it's weird. Yeah, and it, it's like people lose accents when they sing. It's that's a very odd phenomenon, and I'm sure there's an explanation for it. But he's so many, dumping water on himself.
1: Yeah, so many British musicians when they sing, when I was a kid, initially thought they were American bands. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and like, yeah, you kind of find oh no, they're they're British, and it's just like well, how come they don't they don't sing with a Cockney accent? You know?
0: Yeah, it's, I don't, and that's like I don't know why, and I I I think I read one time why that is, but uh i didn't do any research for that pat <laughs> sorry to okay. let you down <laughs> That's we're going right. to talk about ozzy and th- this uh section of the show is from uh rolling stone magazine what happened january 20th 1982 we all kind of know the story he's in uh des moines at veterans memorial auditorium and uh osborne had been on the road for well over a year uh, and during that time, he developed a ritual where he pummeled the audience with raw meat, uh, and they chuck back whatever insane things they could sneak into the venue. And you imagine you you got you got front row tickets, you bought them, or you waited in line, or, and got there early, and then some dudes throwing raw meat at you. <laughs> sounds awesome like yeah that's especially if I, like he does it the first two songs and now i got the next maybe uh, 90 minutes to three hours just standing in chicken juice
1: yeah but also you catch a dry-aged fucking ribeye that's like an 80 dollars <laughs> steak yeah
0: sometimes you can't afford not to get the good seats yeah. because you might get a some wagyu beef or whatever it's called it's like, <laughs> yeah uh now win. Ozzy said he said I always liked old movies that used to have these custard pie fights. Um now what I always go to is like the Three Stooges. It's like you know if there's a pie in a Three Stooges short that <laughs> somebody's going to get hit with it and some uppity lady is going to be like, "Well, I never." You know. Yeah. <laughs> um he he told the documentary The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. It gave me this idea to throw instead of a pie bits of meat and animal parts into the audience. It's just it's when he says animal parts, it makes it worse for some reason. <laughs>
1: yeah, you could have just said meat. Just meat. You could have yeah, kept it at meat.
0: <laughs> animal part ter, uh, animal parts turns it into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like He's that's throwing what like that is.
1: hooves and whiskers.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, some guy got impaled by antlers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, he said, "I thought it was hilarious. Uh, sheep testicles, live snakes, dead rats, all kinds of things. Like someone once threw a, a live frog on stage. It was the biggest frog I'd ever seen, and it landed on its back. Now, I'm I'm a meat eater, so I can't really say anything of like, oh, you throw meat at the show. But I'm also like, why are we bringing live animals to this?" <laughs> venue because it's hard enough to be a human on the ground and not get trampled let alone being a a frog or something stop like i don't think this is a thing anymore but how about we not bring some live animals to the venue you know
1: yeah how does a guy bring a frog into the venue but then like his buddy two people down the line can't bring in a bottle of beer (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, because they don't sell frogs at the stadium. That's, That's why. A good point. If they were selling frogs, then they'd be like, no outside frogs, sir.
1: Yeah. You
0: got to leave it here in this trash can. Buy,
1: buy your own frog. <laughs> uh,
0: that night in Des Moines, someone threw a live bat. Ozzy said, I thought it was a rubber bat. I picked it up, put it in my mouth, crunched down, bit into it, being the clown that I am. Yeah, you know,
1: uh, clowns. <laughs> just clowning around <laughs> honk,
0: uh, honk. and then how somebody threw a bat so that that means like he pulled the bat out of his pocket and then it didn't fly away and then he, <laughs> he threw it and it didn't fly away and then it got picked up like out of all the animals you're gonna have i could see you having a frog but who just has a bat
1: first of all i have so many questions where did you get the bat how much time did it take you to capture it mm-hmm. how long did it sit in your pocket just not doing anything like how does security not notice a bat trying to get out of a dude's pocket
0: yeah like if your jacket is flapping it's got to <laughs> be and i know uh i what what year was this again 82 so i'm sure back in the day security was probably non-existent maybe
1: yeah nowadays probably. you
0: you got to go through the metal detector and yeah all that and i'm kind of like yeah we should have those because people are crazy yeah. but it's like you, you you could still get a bat into a show now well honestly like,
1: the metal detector probably would let you bring a bat in because what's more metal than bringing a bat into that's a concert? true
0: <laughs> it would go off but in a good <laughs> yeah. way like yeah. god damn he's got a bat
1: like <laughs> this dude is ready for metal
0: <laughs> um as as blood filled uh his mouth and people in the crowd looked on with horror he realized he made a terrible mistake. Yeah. (laughs) He said, bats are the biggest carriers of rabies in the world. And I have, uh, and I had to go to the hospital afterwards. Uh, They started giving me rabies shots. I had one uh, in each cheek and uh, I had to have one uh, and I had to have that every night. It got to the point where people expected me to do crazy and crazier things. I'll tell you what guys, it ain't fun when you got to get them rabies shots. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh rabies shots are brutal i've heard the needles are massive in the cheek i heard you have to get them in your stomach
0: that's what i heard in the stomach too so maybe maybe it was different back then or what? whatever but like it's it's always like yeah you, you know here it's a mom thing to be like don't get bit by that because then we got to catch it and see if it's got rabies because then you'll have to get the rabies shots you're like uh it's it's just obviously he didn't get rabies but he bit the head off this bat
1: yeah like you could have at least checked if it flapped or something
0: yeah that bat
1: probably gave up a while ago
0: yeah well it gave up and who knows what ozzy was on
1: oh yeah and he doesn't know
0: (laughs) no i I'd, i'd love to know and i should have delved deeper to see what and what part of the concert did he bite this bat was this song two? and then now he's gotta just keep going with bat blood and all then he's dumping the bucket of water on him and he, like i think he pissed himself
1: uh, oh man i hope it was song two i hope it was just like <laughs> song two it's the wizard <laughs> he rips I, a bat's head off with his mouth <laughs> geezer butler's losing his mind <laughs>
0: well well and like he said, he he followed it up uh, by a couple of weeks later, urinating on the Alamo. So things weren't going well. <laughs> and to, and all of them were caused by Ozzy. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, okay, I can't believe I accidentally pissed on the Alamo.
1: <laughs> I mean, what's so bad about that? I piss on buildings all the time. Yeah, but it's the Alamo. You just can't do that. <laughs> Why? Even because
0: even with the lives lost there, people don't like you pissing on their historical tourists. Yeah. like Nobody wants you pissing on the, the, you know, the statue of Liberty.
1: Hey man, I'm just trying to stick it to the Mexicans
0: by (laughs) peeing on the statue of Liberty.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: We we jump from Ozzy to the, this is going to be the rare exception on this episode, Patrick, of a concert, crazy thing that happened at a concert, and and I also had to distinguish between crazy concerts, as in um, Woodstock '99. That's a whole
1: thing. <laughs> that's a oh, whole other podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm more talking about things that happened at concerts, incidents involving singers and stuff like that. Because I said there's a lot of episodes in this one episode, so that's how I had to to cut it up. But this is actually a whole concert that never happened but it did kind of so you're familiar with rod serling do you know that guy no he's he's the guy that uh i think created or at least hosted all the twilight zone episodes okay now you probably know him yeah yeah you're into a world of the blood blah blood yeah. the twilight zone so This is a thing called Fantasy Park. Fantasy Park was a 48-hour-long rock concert aired by nearly 200 stations in 1974 and 1975. The program featured performances by dozens of rock stars of the day and even reunited the Beatles. It was also completely imaginary. (laughs) The concert used uh, record albums, many recorded live in concert, plus crowd noise, interviews, schedule updates by the host, uh, Fred Kennedy, and other sound effects. Stations that aired the special were reportedly inundated by callers demanding to know how to get the non-existent concert or how to get to the concert. (laughs) So is KNUS general manager, uh, Bart McClendon recruited Rod Serling to record the host segments, uh, bumpers, custom promos, television spots. So they're promoting this thing and I'll, I'll put some of the audio in here, but he's like, there's audio of him doing it's the twilight zone treatment. And it, he's it like, was like
1: the War of the Worlds radio show, where everybody thought aliens were actually invading.
0: Yeah, when when I read about this, because I'd never heard about this thing, but it was really like they're promoting a thing that's not really happening, and and it's also like a concert that's got Led Zeppelin, it's got the Beatles, it's got <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, and, and then he's
1: dead now. Yeah, like
0: where it's like, how how is this even possible? You know uh serling uh, wrote the disclaimers which aired each hour he said hello this is rod serling and welcome to uh back to fantasy park the crowds here today are unreal this is fantasy park the greatest live concert never held uh but it's just it's just a, an odd phenomenon to like promo this thing that's not it's exactly what you said patrick it's the world of the worlds but not really <laughs> And also oh. like they, I tried to find audio from it. I couldn't, I tried to find playlists playlist from it. I couldn't even do that. There's very few clips of this thing online. And I had to go to like the radio forums of even, uh, you know, Forums are for nerds anyway, but then I, when I'm on a nerd uh, a forum that I wouldn't go to, that I'm like, oh, this these are real nerds.
1: Yeah, radio, even though I'm like a nerd ham,
0: myself, you know, like
1: you got you got ham radio people that are just losing their minds on those forums.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, Fantasy Park, uh, the concert that never happened, and I guess from what I can tell, it was like they would they would air the concert and then they would it was kind of syndicated. They would put it in different markets, um, but what what a concept! Because they're playing like an album cut of a song, but then they fade in audience noise and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Hello, this is Rod Sermon. Tonight, WSAI FM will bring you a rock concert that could never happen, but is happening. Imagine, if you will, a huge park just south of Cincinnati filled with more people than you've ever seen before. 750,000, a million, it's impossible to tell. And then imagine their reaction when the Stones are announced, followed by Elton John,
1: Stevie Wonder, and many, many more, possibly even the Beatles. If you can imagine this, then you too will be a part of the greatest rock festival ever, Fantasy Park.
0: Where is it? When is it? It begins at six o'clock tonight, exclusively on WSAI-FM. And lasts all weekend. But where? Where is it, you say? Well, Fantasy Park is a state of mind. And you're invited. Uh, do you have a particular uh, live recording that you gravitate towards? Uh,
1: like from any band you're talking about? Yeah,
0: like a live version of whatever they do.
1: Oh, man. uh, Yeah. Fish has uh it's december 30th 1997 Mm -hmm. i believe and uh they play in hershey pennsylvania okay and that's probably one of my favorite recorded sets from any band uh it's like one of the first ones that really got me like into fish Mm -hmm. um yeah i love it uh the also the grateful dead has a uh, live at cornell which is like their magnum opus of live recordings mm-hmm. uh if you're ever trying to get the grateful dead for some reason and you want to ruin your life uh that's where to start for sure is live at cornell well
0: and, and especially when i've talked to fish people because there's so many friends that we have mutual friends but then also just comedians and during general love fish and i i i've heard some of their stuff but anytime i'm like what should i listen to most people that i've talked to they say don't listen to the albums listen to the the live live recordings yeah Yeah.
1: the albums are it's almost like they make the albums so they have uh something to sell Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) at their at their like basically to fund their tours you know what i mean yeah uh i'm about to find this live fish (laughs) Because Make sure I have the date right.
0: Yeah you you said it was December thirtieth, and that's that's a weird one. You're like jumping into a fandom because I can tell you I love one of my favorite Metallica songs is a song called Creeping Death, and then more so I can tell you listen to the version of Creeping Death on the live on the live album. It's called Live Shit Binge and Purge. It's that's where like if you like a band, then you can tell somebody exactly what the version was of that song. Mm-hmm. Now, were you accurate on that date?
1: No, it was December first, ninety-five.
0: December first, ninety-five. So yeah, and that's that's also like Grateful Dead and maybe Fish, where there's like there's a hundred bootleg recordings of that oh, concert. Yeah. Probably
1: the the Grateful Dead, they uh like were very popular for just like a letting people bring in tape recording equipment. So mm-hmm. like you would have sections of Grateful Dead shows where it was just kind of designated for like tape recorders to just set up all their mics and equipment. Yeah. Uh, and like, it is, it it's a cool concept because it's basically like free publicity. Mm-hmm. So all these people are are trading their tapes and their bootlegs. And it's like a, a way to get free distribution of your, of your music uh, out into the community.
0: It's, it's very much like when I know Radiohead did it, but I'm sure other people did it where they're like, hey, this album's pay what you want. This album's free, kind of. It's more important that people hear our stuff than pay for it. But then that's later down the road. That's how you get people to pay for your show is, yeah. hey, man, I, somebody gave me this tape.
1: Yeah, uh, King Gizzard does that as well. They have a, a bootlegger program. You go through their website, you can download the master... Uh, audio files of some of their albums and you can make your own vinyl pressings uh, and tapes of those albums. And all they ask for is that you like send them a copy of whatever you make.
0: Oh dude, that's awesome where it's, yeah. that's, you know, and we, we both love Metallica, but that's the that heads been the opposite of Metallica. Oh like, yeah.
1: The, don't they, touch our shit. <laughs> don't
0: touch the shit. And I, you know, I, yeah it's it's shitty that they shut down napster but also who wouldn't want to get paid for their art
1: yeah like, I, and I and mean, now
0: we're now we're all streaming so now everybody like <laughs> makes less money anyway you know but
1: oh yeah I, it's it's nice when i get on distro kid and i see oh nice i made five dollars from my <laughs> yeah from my album over the course of the last year <laughs> yeah
0: and that's like <laughs> you could have significant plays and it it is like if you if you're interested in that type of thing, Google like how much artists make from plays, from iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff because it's not it's not a lot. That's why a fraction now of a cent. Yeah, now more the focus is the tour because then people actually pay to go see that or they'll buy mm. a shirt or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I do I love that where you can take the the King Gizzard albums and and rework them. I like that. Yeah uh let's let's jump to um uh somebody else david bowie um this happened uh june 18th 2004 and there's actual pictures i found uh of this incident and there's audio but it's not great audio so i probably won't cut it in here uh but it's uh david bowie he's 57 years old at the time performing at the norwegian wood festival in oslo when out of the crowd flew a lollipop and uh, much like Ozzy, he licked it three times and then bit it. No, that's that's not what happened. <laughs> a one, a two, um, uh, somebody that's a live bat. <laughs> somebody throws a sucker, and it hit him in the eye with the stick lodging itself between his eyeball and his eye socket. What? Yeah. What a lucky shot! A, a great shot, first off, but get, <laughs> and and this is a thing that I read and I cringe because I it's one of those where you cringe because you don't want it to happen to you yeah stick lodged between his eyeball and his eye socket
1: oh my god and no damage or anything to his eye
0: uh well he's he this is what he did he he started to swear at whoever threw the sucker Uh, in a crowd of 7,500, by the way. And he stated that he only had one good eye as the other eye had been damaged in a childhood fight. He said, lucky you hit the bad one. (laughs) And then demanding to know who threw the sucker to no avail, Bowie said he was going to punish the crowd by making the concert extra long. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> how is that a punishment
0: i i don't know sometimes if i don't like an audience i i will do the longer version of jokes because if you don't like the good version here's the rest of the version that doesn't always yeah. hit um although he wasn't seriously injured during the concert a week later while performing at the hurricane festival in uh oh man she Shebel, germany bowie felt unwell and at first thought he had pulled a muscle or suffer- suffered a pinched nerve he cut the concert short uh, and shortly after suffered a heart attack backstage. He was rushed to Hamburg, uh, where the doctors perform emergi- emergency angioplasty, and he canceled the rest of the tour. But th- so the uh, what is a week before he got a sucker in the eye? And then a week later, he's getting a heart attack. Heart
1: attack. <laughs> Bro, what's going on, dude? You need to relax.
0: Well, part of that wasn't even him. Part
1: yeah, that's true. The suck- part
0: of that was the sucker, but. like and there were other stories of oh can you believe the guy died on stage yeah i can it happened like a lot of people but i'm also trying to not uh i don't know wallow in in that i don't know whatever you would call that but Hmm. having a heart attack that close to because if he just wouldn't have said hey i can't do the show or i'll keep doing the show he would have had a heart attack on stage
1: yeah yeah uh at what point in this episode do we start talking about Gigi allen
0: well we can i i do have a story of Gigi Gigi allen let me talk (laughs) let me do this one first uh this one's from a band called the uh the the jenna tortures jenna torturers uh this industrial alternate and this is a band that i knew nothing about uh, Industrial Alternative Band from Tampa is famous for S&M bondage antics and is popular among those in the fetish community. Lead singer Jen, who is also a real-life uh, dominatrix, uh, is, at, is at the helm of the band. And live shows include a variety of kinky activities such as whipping, spankings, and the ultimate uh, show souvenir piercings. Uh, the term uh, Jenna Torture refers to sadomasochistic acts performed on a person's genitals and the band stays true to their name volunteers are called to the stage to get practically any part of their body pierced from nose to nipple now have you ever heard of the genotorturers
1: patrick no but they sound like my kind of band
0: (laughs) well i because i had never heard of them so i looked (laughs) them up they're still active still uh they're they don't have current tour dates, but they were touring uh, and still doing stuff. So you can go up on stage and get, if you're like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting something pierced the same. It's the same price to go to their show. (laughs) Then I'll get the piercing.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Like 20 bucks, go to the hi-fi and have a guitar player. Just fucking shove something through your septum, get a little spanking on the way out. Yeah, man. It sounds like a good deal.
0: I'm tipping 10 bucks for that. Dude.
1: Better than Claire's.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a better show than going to the mall and yeah, dude. And getting anything pierced. Fucking
1: so take your baby there
0: <laughs> to the to the the punk rock metal show.
1: Yeah, you're about to look good for grandma's funeral.
0: <laughs> why is it got to be grandma's funeral?
1: <laughs> I can't think of another reason why to pierce a baby's ears.
0: Well, and you know, you get the little baby, much like you, in a tie dye suit, perfect. <laughs> now, yes. uh, as you can imagine people have there's been some a little backlash with this type of stuff you know shock rock is what they would call it uh their uh, their label insists they aren't uh shock rock this is real not an act this is their lifestyle not calculated or uh, not a calculated act to garner attention i do think it is how could it not be because we're talking about them but also, I don't care that you're getting pierced. My, gone are the days when people see something at a concert for the most part and clutch pearls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially like, I would just hate to be known for this type of stuff. Of like, have have you ever seen Alice Cooper? Yeah, of course. So I've seen him twice, and I imagine he does it every show, but he's got the theatrics, and he does the thing with the guillotine.
1: Yeah, cuts his own head off.
0: Yeah, he cuts his own head off. That's, you know, half magic, half shock rock type stuff, but I can't imagine having to do some of this stuff like, oh, I got to pierce my lip every show. Like, they, they didn't do the thing that I wanted them to do, you know?
1: Could you imagine being a comedian and offering piercings, you know? Yeah, punch that, line.
0: <laughs> at a punchline, or I, I thought it would be fun to like do a comedy show where while you're on stage performing, you're also getting a haircut or something like a <laughs> gimmick type, or even better, it would be you know, getting your nips pierced. There's a show,
1: yeah, uh,
0: here in Indiana where you, you eat hot pepper sauce or whatever it is and do shows, they're yeah. all gimmick shows, and let's also not pretend that it's a gimmick because now normal stuff just as just like staying up is not enough to get you through the door you gotta yep. pierce some nips while you're doing yeah. it, you know
1: i want to tattoo a rebel flag on somebody why while, while i tell one of my weed jokes <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, on but do you do you tell them they're about to get a rebel flag patrick
1: oh no you know it's you just, just like you pick the guy who looks like he'd be cool with it you know and like, he's like
0: oh that's not as good as this one and he pulls up mm-hmm. his sleeve to show looked, the other rebel flag tattoo
1: looked better on dime bags guitar
0: <laughs> i told you we're not talking about Dimebag, bag
1: sorry mitchell potts asked me to talk about Dimebag bag on this podcast he's okay. a big pantera fan
0: well maybe mitchell should have the balls to be on his own episode On yeah
1: there. seriously but shout out to pantera potts uh <laughs>
0: Uh, now, let's. Uh, you mentioned Gigi Allen, so let's jump to him. What do you know about Gigi Allen, Patrick? Uh,
1: oh, dude. Uh, best punk rock show you'll ever go to.
0: But is it as, will it be, or will it be the best crazy performance?
1: I mean, the dude just, like, throws his feces at you, and, like, he, like, vomits on people. <laughs> it's actually not a great time. Don't go to a G- <laughs> Well, he's dead now, I think. Uh, but, dead? yeah, the dude would just, like, fucking piss and shit on his audience like <laughs> not
0: figuratively you know <laughs> so this this is pure Illinois 1985 there's a video of it I watched you can watch it on YouTube it's the worst quality video and it's all blurred because there's nudity you can't have that on YouTube anymore Uh the this took, yeah, uh, 1985, the inciting incident was planned out ahead of time as fellow uh, performer Bloody Mess, that's the guy's name, recalled, I was with him, Gigi Allen, when he bought the X-Lax, so he's going to shit on stage. <laughs> Unfortunately, he says, he ate it hours before the show, so we constantly had to hold it in or he would have shit before he got on stage. This is what I'm talking about, where you become <laughs> known for something. You're like, Alice didn't cut off his own head. Can you believe Gigi didn't shit himself <laughs> at the show? What a ripoff. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, that's why I just, I try not to do anything crazy on stage, you know? You're, like
0: you're Because then you got, like Ozzy said, you got to live up to your own hype.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be known as the comedian that assassinates a world leader on stage or something every then all of a sudden every time I gotta fucking start wars. You there's know? O-
0: yeah, there's only so many uh, world fans. leaders you could assassinate. There's only so yeah. many Chris Rocks you could slap before. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh
0: the the resulting pandemonium of uh, Gigi Allen shitting uh was uh much too uh nobody's liking and later performance he would uh fling feces into the crowd or shove it into his own mouth <laughs> how at certain point this a is king. not even a rock show this is not it's it's, it's just like a it's a freak disturbing. show
1: disturbing yeah
0: but it also what do you th- he probably would have sold more tickets if he just promoted himself as the guy who eats his own shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come watch GGL, the shit eater.
0: Yeah. Of course, for 90 minutes, he's not just all eating shit. He's got to do some puppets and, and all that stuff, but he's going to eat shit. And that's where all, what we're all here for, you know?
1: And I've been paid to eat shit for 20 to 30 minutes before, you know?
0: G- yeah. But not literally not and <laughs> not your own shit. <laughs> no true. Uh, yeah, so he he died in '93, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But
1: just well, that—that's
0: but... where the the fine line of here's a concert versus here's a ego maniac type guy. You know,
1: there's no nutrients when you're just only eating poop. You know,
0: he's just backstage with like a Pedialyte. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: second harvest, dude.
0: <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> second harvest. <laughs> um well let's we can do some other gross ones and then we'll jump back to the to the normal ones Pat. uh
1: i got i got one uh, uh yeah you know, please you know the james gang
0: no i don't and like okay
1: you know joe walsh you know who joe walsh is yeah. so his band before the eagles was called the james gang and i'm sure you've probably heard some of their songs before but there is this concert and you can find the videos online of uh him he's playing in like fishing waiters Mm -hmm. And the reason he's playing in fishing waiters was because he ate so many mushrooms, uh, that he started losing control of his bowels and he got real sick and was just shitting himself. And this is Joe
0: Walsh doing that.
1: Yeah. So he played the show in fishing waiters so he could shit himself while playing.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm, I'm Googling Joe Walsh fishing (laughs) waiters. Uh, there's pictures of him and and the waiters, but so so he got so high he just shit himself a bunch, right?
1: Yeah. Just I
0: can, and one point I can shit. I can appreciate that his attitude of the show must go on.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you, you gotta give the people what they want, and that is Funk number forty five or whatever the name of that James <laughs> Gang song oh, yes. is.
0: I yeah I I that's one like. You could kind of get away with that if you're a comic, if the audience wasn't close to you. Like with just getting
1: your pants? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, especially if you're what I mean is wearing waiters. But it's uh. also <laughs> like you you like have to time it right because if you're singing or on the mic or whatever, you can't just be like carry on waywards. Son, uh, like we can't. Well, I know it's yeah. not a that's not that's Kansas or whatever,
1: but yeah. And also the the sound of the pooping happening, you have to time it off with the drums and the bass, kind of like uh, enemy at the gates, where they're timing their sniper shots with when the planes fly by.
0: <laughs> There's a lot that has to go into shitting yourself with waiters.
1: Uh, I definitely ripped a loud fart on stage once, and you know how I I have a lot of silent. Uh, <laughs> pauses yeah and that was the moment that i ripped a loud fart and uh it, it was at downstairs in helium and it was a sold-out show so you know they have people sitting right at the stage you and...
0: farted on stage and people heard
1: yeah and i'm sure some people smelled
0: D- so did you acknowledge hey i just farted
1: no 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 mm-hmm. I, uh, I, there was two ways I could have done that was I could have talked about it and it would have been funny or I thought it would be funnier to pretend like it didn't happen.
0: You're the complete opposite of Gigi Allen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to time your farts to not have them on stage and they slip out or yep. uh, it doesn't sound like it even slipped out.
1: I mean, it, it fell right out, you know, it, oh my god, uh, it's what happens when you shotgun a couple of red bulls in the green room.
0: Yeah, I drank Red Bull, and I've never had that happen.
1: <laughs> well, you need to shotgun it.
0: Sorry, yeah, that's true. Sorry. Uh, well, let's talk about Iggy Pop, and uh, you, you mentioned people throwing up. Uh, in fact, some people have uh, watched him uh, grossly uh, throwing up on stage. He has a habit of vomiting mid-performance, sometimes directly on audience members. This is, I'm like, why do you have to do it on people? <laughs> Stop throwing up and, sh- and shitting and everything at
1: people your music is good on its own you don't have to you don't have to put a part of you on us
0: well he said uh you said i felt very bad at the time and music is an expressive medium that sometimes sometimes can get out of hand but if you do it at a lot of shows then you're just being a dick stop yeah.
1: how bad do you feel uh, you already have to stare at your shirtless body
0: and th- yeah, yeah, and, th- and then Jerry Miller, a fan uh, that they quoted in here, yelled out at a show, "Let's see you puke." So now people are expecting <laughs> that that stuff to happen all the time. Stop being weird, like.
1: And like, what a way to destroy your body too! Like, typical musicians destroy their body with drugs for their art, and then these specific ones are like, you know, how I'm going to destroy my body for my art? And my fans, bulimia, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: just. <laughs> Stop being weird. Yeah.
1: like, are you a musician or a teenage girl in the nineties? <laughs>
0: uh, B- blind Melon. You familiar with Blind Melon at oh, all, Pat?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean Shannon Hoon's from my hometown. You're from uh, where? Lafayette. Yep.
0: Blind Melon Shannon Hoon was performing nude during a Halloween show. You know, when you're just naked on stage, yep. and in Vancouver. And uh, even though he was the only naked person, that's that's the weird part is like if you're the only naked person, mm-hmm. it's just like you don't want to be the only naked one. Be like, hey, do you guys want to get naked? And if nobody says yes, then just don't get naked. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, tell that to the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: Well, they're all naked. They wear socks. They're not. even. Yeah, naked. but
1: but there's a bunch of concerts where it's just flea naked
0: flea okay yeah Yeah. but then then he's got a rep yeah again he he's if you Uh don't sleep see flea dong then did you even get a full show
1: yeah which with blind melon it's more like shannon hood strung out on heroin so who knows what's
0: gonna happen well here's what he did uh being the only naked person he decided the front row needed a shower as a a journalist steve newton recalled uh aimed his weenie this is the guy what the guy wrote he said started peeing all over the stage and aimed his weenie i love that he said weenie. <laughs> <It's> weenie. <laughs> people don't when i read this i thought people don't say weenie enough it's just no, a funny no funny word but it's it's n- like nothing masculine about weenie <laughs> no,
1: and so honestly, then i whipped it, out my weenie you know it, <laughs> like, it sounds emasculating to call it a weenie too yeah
0: yeah, then some guy, he just sh- showed me his weenie and I was, I said, "Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he whipped out his weenie at poor folks in the front row. Considering the duration of Hoon's urination, it looked like a good pee, but a chorus of booze went up anyway. He was arrested after it for indecency. Yeah.
1: You can't pee on people. <laughs> yeah, it's not tight.
0: <laughs> Unless they say, hey, I'm giving my consent for you to pee on yeah. me. Pee but on that, me,
1: Shannon Hood.
0: Let's let's go back to some ones that aren't uh, filthy. <laughs> uh, they're just kind of gross, I guess. Uh, we have. Um, do you know about the Who? And oh. uh, the so, so here's November seventy three. The Who were riding high on the successes of Quadrophenia. Uh, The band's tour uh, was in support of the album, but it turned disastrous due to extensive use of synthesizers and sound effects on the record. The Who employed backing tracks on tape to play along with them uh, as they performed live, but um, uh, malfunctioning tapes plagued the initial performance of the tour. However, the low point occurred on the very first night when, uh, when Keith Moon, can you imagine he was messed up? It's crazy, Keith Moon but they're uh, at the cow palace in San Francisco. Uh, Keith moon causing him. uh, He had a lot of nerves is what they're going to say, causing him to vomit before the show, but in true moon, the loon fashion, he took what uh, were rumored to be tranquilizers, elephant tranquilizers. tranquilizers. (laughs) Well, see, I love this because this says maybe elephant you're saying gorilla. uh, But then, and this says also also in actuality, uh, he he took uh PCP but another thing that I read said Pete Townsend <laughs> later said in an interview that Moon had consumed ketamine pills
1: yeah uh, tra- which, which yeah. is an animal tranquilizer yeah
0: to this says to give horses and stuff so <laughs> I I I do love when something like this happens then we get all kinds of actually it was this it was this it was this I do love that uh I guess pete townsend saying ketamine with a large uh, amount of brandy so as the show goes on uh keith's uh, drumming become becomes sloppy and slowed down halfway through the classic anthem won't get fooled again he slumped over his drums and passed out cold he was temporarily revived but passed out again was carried backstage completely down for the count For the rest of the evening, Uh, the remaining three band members then played a short jam before going into uh, see me, feel me without drums. And uh, Roger Daltrey added uh, tambourines for some percussion. (laughs) Eventually, Pete Townsend (laughs) asked the crowd, can anybody play the drums? But let's just recap what's happening so far. The drummer's so messed up. Keith Moon, I don't know a ton. The only thing I know about Keith Moon is that he was a loud drummer, but also just constantly messed up drunk on drugs
1: uh there's some funny stories keith moon is kind of the one that like you know the whole trope of rock stars destroying hotels yeah that was keith moon that started that whole thing so uh, what was there- he known to do well there's a really funny story about how the who were leaving a hotel and keith moon starts freaking out saying they need to go back because he forgot something so they go back to the hotel and they're waiting outside in the car, and he runs in, and then they say all of a sudden they see a television fall out of the hotel room. <laughs> he comes back. He
0: forgot to throw the TV out. Of the- <laughs> Hold on, guys. Oh, he must have forgot his wallet. No, nope. and that that was not flat screen. That was the big tube TV. Tube
1: TVs, yeah. That
0: that's like it's funny when if nobody got hurt because then you're just stuck with playing paying the the bill of the TV in the window.
1: Yeah, but which big deal.
0: That that's yeah, you're Keith Moon. You you got the money, but hold on guys, and then they just watching the TV fall out of the window.
1: I heard somebody did in the audience did come and play drums with them for a little bit.
0: Yeah, we we're going to we're going we're gonna to get to that, but I do I love the fact cuz I I like usually on a hotel on the road. I don't know what your experience has been, but it's usually like three floors tops it's not usually not the high rise i'm on the 15th floor but throwing a tv out the window means a lot less when you're on the first floor
1: (laughs) yeah we're we're when we get hotels we're usually staying at what like laquitas and
0: (laughs) well there's laquitas but you know i'm like if i can get like a a holiday Inn express it's not super expensive but also it's not dirty But it's, again, it means less if you're throwing it out a Motel 6 window. Like, you got to be a certain amount of rock star to even have that be cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, Pete Townsend says, hey, does anybody play drums? And then he reiterated, I mean, somebody good. So at the time, this dude named Scott uh, Halpin and his friend were at the left edge of the stage. And uh, his friend Mike Denise began noisily telling security staff, He's pointing, he says, he can play. Now, in truth, Halpin was lacking practice and had not played drums in a year. But his friend made enough uh, commotion that the promoter, uh, Bill Graham, he pulled him out and he, well, he first, he walks over and he says, can you do it? And I said, yes, this is uh Scott saying this, uh, Townsend and Daltrey look around at me. And they're as surprised as I am because Graham put me up there. Halpin, uh, was given a small shot of brandy for his nerves. Let's give this guy what Keith Moon was also <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> Obviously not to the same amount.
1: Give him some ketamine too. Why not? Yeah.
0: Ketamine. Yeah. Let's just do this again uh before uh oh thing
1: fell off my desk
0: uh that's Keith Moon knocking some shit off my hotel desk <laughs> uh so they gave him a shot of Brandy uh, he takes place on stage and again he has not played drums in a year and he's also 19 years old <laughs> uh Roger Daltrey introduced Halpin to the audience as Scott and went straight into the riff of uh, "Smokestack Lightning." I don't know this song.
1: It's uh, a Howlin' Wolf song.
0: Okay, so this says it's like a bl- loose blues jam, mm-hmm. uh, and Halpin's, uh competent drum work fitting in well enough, and shortly became the song "Spoonful." But I don't, I don't, I know you made the the intro music to this podcast, and I know you're a musician and you play. I've always been super interested in people and and somewhat jealous of people that you can you've got these skills now i can just jump in with any band and play because i don't even have the skills to play at all let alone jump in with a band you
1: know and the who man like that's got to be the the highlight of that dude's life
0: yeah i mean there's a whole wikipedia page on that guy and it's mostly because of this you know Uh, less successful, however, was his contribution to the more complex song, uh, naked eye. And he struggled to provide the contrasting tempos despite Townsend attempting to give him instructions. I don't think I mentioned, but Pete Townsend was like, I'll give you cues and stuff like that to, you know, to help you, uh, Halpin did not appear at all flustered, uh, though and established a steady beat throughout the show ended after naked eye and Halpin took center stage, uh, with the band for the bow. That's got to be pretty cool.
1: Did you imagine you go to a Who show with your friend and it's your first time ever listening to the Who? Like sometimes your friends drag you to concerts for bands that you don't really know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your friend who dragged you to this concert for a band you've never really listened to goes, he can play <laughs> drums with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that that's what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this I, dude yeah, like, did
1: pretty well considering he never heard the Who.
0: Yeah it just to, again, I, I wish I had that ear and that skill. I don't have any rhythm. So to, to be able to jump in and then it sounded like it didn't go poorly. It's like for no. a dude, this is like every guy's fantasy at a show is be like, you know, I hope so-and-so hit and his finger hurts. And then I can jump up and play, you know, yeah, like coach. Yeah. Like uh afterwards uh Scott was taken backstage along with his friend, Mike, joined the band for a drink and snacks and was given a who concert jacket uh which Halpin said was stolen later that night so that's good <laughs> hey kid here you go and then somebody took the jacket
1: here's what I heard they didn't pay him
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's what I went when I first read that is but it was only three songs yeah well that's
1: that's more than that's more than Keith Moon played. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's going <laughs> to make way more and then waste it by throwing stuff out the window. <laughs> uh, now, in later interviews, or uh, Daltrey uh, talked about the evening saying, uh, Pete took Keith's passing out on stage in, in stride. He kind of expected it might happen one day, but uh, I was bloody angry with Keith for days afterwards. I thought he'd let everyone down, and I agree. The people <laughs> are showing up to your show, and then you just... You're Uh, you're a mess. (laughs) Uh, Daltrey also praised uh, Halpin's ability, claiming that uh, the papers missed it. He did a good job. Uh, Interviewed later by Rolling Stone, Halpin admired the Who's great stamina, admitting, I only played three numbers and I was dead.
1: Yeah, they're a pretty energetic fan. Yeah, well... You'd you'd have to be on Academy to play rhythm for that.
0: (laughs) And uh, Halpin's performance uh, was later uh praised by rolling stone they gave him the pickup player of the year award that year so
1: nice
0: um we we might have some more uh filthy ones or we can talk about kings of leon what what do you
1: want to do here let's talk about kings of leon that's a (laughs) sentence i've never said before in my life yeah
0: let's (laughs) i'll choose kings of leon if we have more time we can do some filthy ones but uh, july 23rd 2010 you might remember this one patrick because i kind of remember this one as well uh, that made a stop at uh, Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, but not the one that we know because this is the, I, I did want to talk about this because here in Indianapolis, where we both live, uh, what's your exact address, Pat? <laughs> no. Uh, the One of the big outdoor venues here, it was it was Verizon Wireless Music Center. Then it was uh, Klipsch Music Center.
1: Okay. Then it was, it was Deer Creek.
0: Well, that's what I, my point is. Now it's, I think, Ruoff Home Mortgage Amphitheater, but all the locals will just call it Deer Creek because that's what it was called first, Yeah, was Deer Creek. And also it's not, you don't sound cool when you say, yeah, we're going to go see Pantera at Verizon Wireless Music Center. But I, I've, I've found that every town has their Deer Creek. Yep. Because uh and uh, st louis people uh because to back up it was called verizon wireless amphitheater then it was called hollywood casino amphitheater but most st louis will just call it riverport so that's the it's their deer creek uh so if you if you do uh hear this podcast and you, you want to uh, message me on twitter tweet me what the, the, the place is called that you go see concerts and then tweet me what everybody else really calls it. What is your deer Creek? That's what yeah, I
1: I'd love today. to know that too.
0: Um, now from the jump, uh, the, the concert was going poorly and the whole gist of this section of the podcast, Pat, is that all these pigeons were shitting on the stage. <laughs> uh, and from the jump, the birds were shitting all over the stage, uh, and especially the, their opener, Kings of Leon's opener, uh, the band called uh, Postels, I think, and they shit all over the bassist. And uh, Justin Burnett, an attendee at the show who was seated in the front row, um, said that he personally watched the bassist uh, of the the Stills, yeah, the the stills. sorry trying to get my names right uh get get hit with a solid stream of bird shit during their set it was so high up you couldn't see it he said but it was definitely a bird and not to be gross but when a pigeon shits it comes out as a long line and it's very <laughs> noticeable uh, we thought it was water at first but then the opening act commented on them being shat on we knew it was a bird <laughs> so the first two bands they're getting pooped on <laughs> the whole time of course the headliners got to come out kings of leon uh they, they made it through three songs closer crawl taper gene, girl before walking off stage in a huff as the show's entry on setlist.fm uh, succinctly notes concert ended early due to bird shit
1: so when bird shit they also pee at the same time uh, okay it's I all one that, yeah. it's all one hole uh that they shit and piss at the same time so i guess at that moment they were uh kings of peed on all right ah, All right. Okay. bang bang
0: <laughs> and then and then ozzy osborne dumped a big bucket of water on him
1: <laughs> here you but, go mate so after two openers like venue staff didn't just try to like get a broom and like shoo the pigeons away or I whatever guess it was
0: so so high up i don't maybe they had to like have the guy in the rafters yeah messing but then then would you would it, would you make it worse by knocking stuff down i was gonna say shit but when we're talking about shit you can't say shit <laughs> like knocking dust and 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 birds nest down i don't know yeah. but it sounds like they everybody knew it was a problem but the staff did nothing
1: yeah uh and the line of shit coming down on him—it probably looked like a Tie Fighter was shooting at him, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, <just laughs> dropping bombs. Now, yeah. so that the, they walk off stage, Pat, and the house lights come on. uh After a few minutes of confusion, staff member, have have you ever been to a concert where the band just walks off?
1: No, I haven't.
0: I haven't either, because that's got to be a weird phenomenon. Of oh, we play, we're we're into it. We're playing a couple songs, and then they're gone. I've never seen that before. neither um so a staff member took the stage and announced that the show was over it says quote due to concerns over the band's safety we are canceling the show please file out in an orderly fashion uh now at first the people in attendance thought it was a joke and then they began to uh, to boo and chant bullshit uh (laughs) apparently unaware that actually it was pigeon shit apparently the scene in the parking lot descended into uh, a cacophony of honking and broken bottles and those uh, same disgusted fans queued up to leave so instantly the fans are going to turn on the band that they came to see i get it they didn't even play a full set
1: yeah i wonder but like just the event staff telling them due to safety concerns for the band and that's it how many people were just like oh no there's a terrorist attack going (laughs) on
0: We got to get out of here. But it turns out it was shit or something. Someone's
1: trying to usurp the Kings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody says long, long lives the Kings of Leon. And somebody else is like, nope, let's take him out. Now the drummer for the band, Nathan Follow Will, soon took to Twitter to address the matter. He said, sorry, St. Louis. We had to bail. Pigeons shitting in Jared's mouth. Uh, Too unsanitary to continue uh don't take it out on jared it's the fucking venue's fault you uh, may enjoy being shit on but we don't sorry for all who traveled many miles it's he <laughs> didn't he didn't say you may be enjoyed being shit on but we don't he could just left that out and it would have been more <laughs> sincere yeah
1: he was being he was being a little uh, snarky
0: yeah like i could but if nobody n- knows what's going on you're probably getting inundated with tweets being like hey what what's up with st louis what happened you know
1: yeah
0: um but apparently the the bird did some of this stuff did fall in the guy's mouth which is gross nobody wants shit any type in their mouth but then then i'm like i don't know how many people are in kings of leon pat but i feel like if somebody like they could have just been like give me six umbrellas and the show (laughs) will go on you know
1: yeah uh now i wonder how many people go to kings of leon concerts and expect pigeons to shit on them
0: they didn't do the thing yeah (laughs) uh now all
1: all the way here there are birds pooping on your face (laughs) like
0: uh, it'd be funny if somebody showed up dressed as big bird or something like just (laughs) to mess with the band
1: threw feces on them
0: (laughs) yeah well and then a bat (laughs) bat feces guano if I remember correctly, from Ace Ventura 2.
1: Yeah, it is what it's Um, called.
0: Now, just after midnight after the concert, Live Nation issued a statement offering refunds uh, for the abbreviated set. And then uh, the rep for the band said, Jared was hit several times during the first two songs. On the third song, when he was hit in the cheek and some of it landed near his mouth, they couldn't deal any longer. It It was not only disgusting, it was toxic hazard health. The really, uh, they really tried to hang in there, but we want to apologize to our fans in St. Louis. Um, yeah, just I, how much shit was falling for the whole, how many birds were up there
1: <laughs> at least six. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a,
0: you know, Gigi Allen took the X-lax for his show. These birds we're taking X-Lax for the Kings of Leon show.
1: Yep. Which yeah. fair enough.
0: <clears throat> and they weren't wearing waiters either.
1: No, no. they were. Uh,
0: <clears throat> so there's some controversy following this up because some people are saying it, it there it wasn't the birds. It was the band being messed up. Uh, now local DJ there, DJ uh, favors is a uh, guy on the radio. I, I maybe is right. Favis. Uh, mentioned the incident during his radio show and received a call from a listener who claimed things were not in fact as they seemed. Um, The guy said he was uh, backstage at the show. He said the culprit was not uh, discourteous birds, but uh, actually alcohol. Uh, He said that the band got there at 11 o'clock, drank all day, and I don't think uh, I said, and I, I don't think I said this on air. This is the guy quoting, but each of them took an IV to try and sober up. Uh, they went out there and just couldn't play and, but blamed it on the pigeons. Um, so then, so there's the, the, there's the thing of, was it the birds? Maybe, but then fast forward to a year later, uh, Kings of Leon are playing at Gexa energy pavilion in Dallas, or as I like to call it deer Creek. Um, and they managed to make it nearly 40 minutes into the set before singer guitarist, Caleb uh, follow who had been slurring throughout the performance, had mentioned earlier in the set that he had, he, that he'd been drinking, announced that he did not feel well. And he said, I'm going to go backstage and vomit and then play three more songs. Well, apparently he didn't return at all. And the show was canceled. Um, Jared reemerged, emerged uh, telling the crowd that the show was over. He said, we're sorry. Caleb can't sing. Go ahead and burn our records. We are sorry. <laughs> so then they later released a statement jared uh from the band uh said that i i know you guys aren't stupid i can't lie there are more problems in our band that are bigger than uh not drinking enough gatorade so clearly some substance abuse but they were trying to at least have the show go on but you can't be so drunk that you just can't play
1: man yeah man uh that's crazy like Oh, shit, guys, we're too drunk to play. What do we do?
0: Birds. Pigeons?
1: Maybe the pigeons <laughs> did it.
0: That's why what? they they travel with a truck just full of pigeons for that <laughs> for that moment.
1: That just sounds like the drunkest excuse for anything, too. Like, uh, pigeons.
0: Pigeons. A, <clears throat> I heard when the, the guys from South Park can't think of an episode and how to close it, they always introduce their characters, the crab people. Like that's what they do when they don't have an ending as they say, crab people. I feel like that's Kings of Leon's crabs. People is
1: pigeons.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll, we'll close on this one. Uh, Fuck for forest. Uh, In 2004, during a performance by the, the band, I think it's the band. They're called the Cum shots you ever heard yeah i i see behind you on the wall there patrick you got a the come shots poster so, No,
1: that is that is not that is a <clears throat> it's really embarrassing it's it's like some sort of buddhist saying that okay a, a lady gave me and i i hung it up there because you, you know, know. I, what, whatever
0: <laughs> so it's not a poster for the band the come shots
1: nope nope uh
0: the They're at a, uh, at the court festival in Norway. Uh, Fuck for forest co-founders, Leona Johnson and Tommy Hall Ellingson uh, made a non-traditional appeal for the environment. So fuck for forest. It's, you know, trying to save the environment, I guess. Uh, They said, how far are you willing to go to save the world? The pair proceeded to strip naked and make good on their organization's name. The public coitus, they started having sex, uh, raised nearly $15,000, but the couple were arrested, and uh, reportedly no environmental group was willing to take the money. <laughs> They're on stage having sex for the trees. It's like the Lorax over here.
1: What? How? It took $15,000 to be raised before they got arrested?
0: I don't know if the, the cops came out mid-coitus or they waited till afterwards, but... Or
1: maybe just the cops just kind of didn't like the positions eventually, you know? I'm like, a doggy-style
0: oh, man myself.
1: You went all through the ones I liked, so now we got to arrest <laughs> you, you know? I, I
0: do like that somebody was mad that somebody had sex during the band The Cum Shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's uh, the craziest things that happened at concerts. I know there are way more, and maybe there's a part two, but that's it for this episode, yeah, Pat. Uh, a good one. Thanks for being on the show. You want to plug anything else?
1: Uh, you know, I I'm making a new music album right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm writing a book. I'm writing a choose-your own adventure book that takes place in a Grateful Dead parking lot. Uh, oh. And the idea is to get into the show, but you know, other things could happen, like you do too much nitrous, and then mm-hmm. or you join the twelve tribes. Uh, things like that so yeah uh, it'll be well, out sometime both of those the the music and the book will be out sometime this year
0: and also you have that album again on uh, all the streaming platforms called yep. fistful of drink fistful tickets Fistful of
1: drink tickets and that's
0: a stand-up album we uh if you're doing music but this one is a stand-up album yes pat yep. murray thank you for being on the show man
1: thanks for having me man that was a lot of fun it's the field trip podcast with you take the load off me and...